It's another day, and I'm glad you're here. Welcome back to Iowa's Newsworthy Past. The following episode includes items published in the Nashua Reporter and Weekly Nashua Post in Nashua, Iowa, on Friday, July 9th, 1875. Look out for mad dogs. Dog days are close at hand. We shall soon be in the midst of the heated term. People should avoid coming in contact with suspicious-looking canines. One case of hydrophobia in the county is already noted. For evidence, see article and last issue of the New Hampton Courier over the signature of J.H. Gurney. The victim frosts at the mouth and barks terribly. It is apparently a desperate case. Poor fellow. We pity his friends. A Kentucky couple eloped recently and were married. A young man to whom the lady was engaged has notified the successful suitor that he must relinquish the lady to him by October or blood will flow. More Lynch Law At Otumwa last Monday, A.H. Logan, a policeman, was shot and instantly killed by a man named Jesse Scott Smith, whom he had under arrest for some minor offense. The murderer was arrested after a short chase and lodged in jail. He had his preliminary examination the next day and was committed to jail. The marshal, Mr. Vanaman, and an assistant were conducting him to the jail. After the party had left the city hall and struck the pavement, a mob overpowered the officers and took the prisoner and in less than a moment strung him to a lamppost in front of the city hall. There he hung until the coroner gave orders to have him taken down. All this happened at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. A party from Middle River went to Greenfield, Adair County, in wagons on Saturday to celebrate the 4th. In the evening while returning, they attempted to ford Middle River, which was greatly swollen. One of the wagons upset and five of the occupants were drowned. A little girl near Raymond, Black Hawk County, started a fire in the kitchen stove as she had seen older people do. She had presence of mind enough to save herself and a little infant brother who was sleeping in a bed. The house was totally destroyed and all its contents. Mrs. Harvey Hutchins of Osage has spent a pleasant week with friends here. Mrs. Eddy of Kenosha, Wisconsin is now visiting her son, J.D. Eddy. Deacon Arnold Carpenter and wife of Alamakee County, Iowa, have been visiting their sister and brother-in-law, Mr. Benjamin Love. They were favorably impressed by the beautiful scenery of the Cedar Valley, especially admiring Nashua, and were surprised at its rapid improvement since their last visit five years ago. They have a grandson, Willie A. Carpenter, 18 years old this last June, who owns and edits the Cohocton Valley Times of Cohocton, New York, a copy of which I send you. When only 13 years of age, he invented a printing press that printed quite legible. His father, 
Dr. Ezra Carpenter, noting the tendency of his son's mind, bought a printing press and let Willie achieve the sum of his ambition, that is, to be an editor and proprietor of a newspaper. It shows what a boy of the right caliber can or will do if he only sets himself about it. Dolly Dot. A little zephyr, says the Burlington Hawkeye, struck Floyd County the other day and nearly turned it upside down. It blew John Barney's house over, with Mrs. Barney and the children in it, rolled it over three times, jammed it against a tree and tore it to pieces, and the inmates were only slightly bruised. As a postscript to all this, we would say that Mrs. Barney, who is somewhat deaf, never desisted from her knitting all that time. And when the final crash came, only looked up and said, Come in, don't knock. Treasure, Editor Post. Not long since your New Hampton correspondent said that John Foley was a candidate for re-election to the office of county treasurer and that it was satisfactory to his Democratic friends and heartily endorsed by many of the leading Republicans of Chickasaw County. Until we read what this correspondent wrote, many of us had believed that Mr. Foley would step aside and leave an open field for some one of his many friends who had aspirations for that office. Mr. Foley repeatedly stated two years ago that if the people would give him just one more election, then he would be perfectly satisfied and would not be in the way of any of his friends in the future. Two years ago, the writer of this, with hosts of other Republicans of Chickasaw County, was a warm and earnest supporter of S.E. Allen of the west part of the county for the office of county treasurer and desired to see him nominated and triumphantly elected to that office. But to our disappointment, Mr. Allen finally withdrew from the field of political contention. And at the same time, Mr. Foley was over anxious to fill the office for a second term, as he said, more for the sake of having his official acts endorsed by the people than for the emoluments of the office. And he was also anxious and very solicitous to receive the influence and votes of all Republicans who had helped to elect him to his first term. To the Republicans who had secured him his first election, he was loud in sounding their praise. Words could not express the gratitude he felt for them. And, says he, give me another term. Endorse what I have done in redeeming the credit of Chickasaw County, and then I will not be in the way of any of your friends two years from now. As Mr. Foley had made an excellent officer, this request of his did not appear unreasonable. Very many of our best Republicans believed that he was entitled to another term in the treasurer's office. Of course, they then expected that he would step aside and out of the way to make room for others. How well Mr. Foley keeps his pledges and the purity of his fidelity to his friends and personal advisors is seen by the announcement of his intentions of being a candidate for election a third time to the office he now holds, and he is again begging Republican support. Mr. Foley's Democratic Party friends are not pleased with the move. They say he is a candidate against their wishes and better judgment. They now claim that Mr. Foley is willing to sacrifice his best and truest friends to satisfy his own selfish ambition or he would not force himself a candidate on their own party against the wishes of its leaders. They say they cannot present any other man for that office while Mr. Foley is in the way. 
But whether this is true or false, it matters nothing to us, except showing the honesty of the man to his personal friends and advisors. When a man thus willfully deceives his most intimate, and we may say truest friends, what shall we think of him? Mr. Foley has held the office long enough, and the Democratic Party has had control of the office of county treasurer quite long enough. Hereafter, it is hoped that the Republicans of Chickasaw County will be men and act like men by being united. We hope they will put in nomination a good man for treasurer and also good men for the remaining offices to be filled this fall, then pulled together for the election of the ticket by a full party vote. If the Republican Party suffers another defeat this fall, it will lose control of any of the various county offices in Chickasaw County for many years to come. Let us be wise before it is too late. J.W.T. The Mitchell County Press says a Welchman by the name of Griffin, residing about six miles from Lime Spring, was instantly killed a week ago Sunday. He was on a horse trying to head off another horse when the horse on which he was riding fell, throwing him off and rolling over him, killing him instantly. Excursion Party An excursion party from Waverly, Plainfield, and Nashua will go to Storm Lake next Thursday, July 15th. There will be a train for this special occasion consisting of five coaches. Two will be filled at Waverly, two at Plainfield, and one at Nashua. Storm Lake is about 180 miles from here. The train will leave here at 8 o'clock and will reach Storm Lake sometime in the afternoon. The party will remain overnight and start home in the evening of the next day. Joseph Hazeldean has so far recovered from the effects of his serious accident 14 weeks ago that he will be enabled to attend the business again in a short time. He has a number of organs on hand, which he will sell at a wholesale price. See Mr. H if you think of buying a good organ. Frank West has opened a restaurant in the building one door south of Woodbridge's drugstore. We'll have a soda fountain, ice cream, confectionaries, eatables, etc. Captain Lucas of the Waverly Republican has awful big feet. He went to the state convention last week. Going down, he got off the cars at Parkersburg. As soon as he got onto the flat in front of the depot, he commenced to jump and clap his hands and turn somersaults and shout, Howler-lurier! Everybody said the man was crazy, and a couple of that Floyd County delegation went and brought him into the car. When asked what was the matter with him, he replied, can't you let a fellow have a good time for a little while when he can turn round without stepping on a candidate for sheriff? My feet are so big I haven't turned round at home for a month without stepping on somebody that wants to be a sheriff. Dog on it. Let me go. And we all saw the point and let him go. Every parent in the land should read John Jones's article in this issue entitled The Education of Our Girls. Millie Willard, fourth and last night at Union Hall. Tonight, Thursday, will be presented for the first time in Nashua, the sparkling play, Leah the Forsaken. This troupe have been playing to a full house every night this week here. It is a first-class company, and we predict for them a crowded house at Union Hall. Reserved seat tickets 
at the post office without extra charge. Admission, 50 cents.